Welcome to Elliot Lake 108, Episode 12, New Year, New Challenges. My name is Sue, and thank you for listening in. Well, quite a bit has changed since the last podcast two weeks ago. Some good, some not so good. In this episode, we'll take a look at some of the latest news messaging from the federal, the provincial, and the Elliott Lake Municipal Government with respect to COVID-19. We'll look at how Elliott Lake is handling the lockdown and how community kindness may not be a cure for COVID, but it sure can be a treatment for isolation. So, let's get started. Lockdown. I'm not fussy on the word at all. Lockdown sounds too strong and too forceful. It actually makes me think of a prison. I don't know what other word or term could be used, but something less offensive must be available out there. If you can come up with a better word than lockdown, please message me at elliotlake108.com or on Facebook at elliotlake108 and I will share your input on the next podcast. On January 12, 2021, Ontario's Premier Doug Ford makes an announcement that didn't come as much of a surprise to many, but definitely not an announcement any of us wanted to hear. Well, good afternoon. Effective immediately, Ontario is declaring a state of emergency. We expect this to remain in place for at least 28 days. Further, I'm issuing a stay-at-home order effective Thursday at 12.01 a.m. Under this order, everyone must stay home and only go out for essential trips to pick up groceries or go to medical appointments. Premier Doug Ford and his medical expert teams have concluded that in order to preserve our healthcare system and save lives, physical movement and contact must be tailored to tighter measures. At the time of airing the previous Elliott Lake 108 podcast, episode 11, Elliott Lake was sitting at three reported positive cases of COVID-19 and a total of reported positive cases for the entire Algoma region was at 118 cases. As of this recording, January 25th, 2021, Algoma Public Health sits at a total of 150 reported positive cases. On January 14th, the first day of the stay-at-home order taking effect, Algoma Public Health reported a total of eight cases, with one of the positive cases reported for the area of residence in Elliott Lake and area. The City of Elliott Lake issued a news release that I will read to you now. 
Algoma Public Health reported a confirmed case of COVID-19 in Elliott Lake and area on Thursday evening, January 14, 2021. The public should interpret this case as a reminder to avoid travel and only gather with those in your immediate household. It only takes one exposure to lead to large numbers of COVID-19 cases, such as parties, family gatherings, workplace exposures, etc. Above all, be kind to one another. We will get through this together by following public health guidance and provincial regulations. There is no need to identify or publicly shame any group or person or paint an entire community with stigma. We know the vast majority of Algoma residents are taking precautions. Let's continue to encourage and support each other. Stay home, stay safe. End of news release. It was definitely an oh no moment to hear this. We had gone for so long without a reported positive case in our area of residence. I wish this individual a quick and full recovery. On January the 18th, the City of Elliott Lake hosted their first Town Hall Virtual Pandemic Meeting of 2021. If my count is correct, the City of Elliott Lake has held five of these Town Hall COVID-19 response meetings in 2020. Like all previous Town Hall COVID-19 response meetings, the public is notified of the meeting and given time to either email in or phone in any questions they may have for the panel. The questions are responded to during the meeting. As many of our residents do, I personally applaud these town hall meetings that bring the community together with the government and the community care and protection services. Thank you to all the attendees and the residents who get involved. The first meeting participant of the January 18th meeting was Nicole Lindell from Algoma Public Health. Ms. Lindell discusses the provincial stay-at-home order and the request to limit movement outside of your home. She also reviews the public health measures and references Algoma Public Health contact numbers to obtain further information. The mayor adds further comments to Ms. Lindell's request to limit shopping trips. And uh, you, you did mention uh, something about uh, going out for the essentials and groceries once a week. And I just wanted to reiterate that. Um, I know a lot of people are getting cabin fever already and it's been uh, 2020 was a long year. Uh, but when we say going out uh, for your groceries doesn't mean to make that a daily outing. Don't go out to buy $20 worth of groceries every day of the week. I'm seeing a lot of the same people lined up in front of the stores morning after morning buy your week's worth of groceries, minimize the exposure time that you personally have and minimize the exposure time for others also. Uh, so respecting that would go a long way. Dr. Grow from the Elliott Lake Family Health Team has been a constant messenger for the residents of Elliott Lake during the pandemic and a staple to the town hall meetings. Thank you to Dr. Kathy Grow and everyone at the Elliott Lake Family Health Team 
and the St. Joseph's General Hospital. Pull over to uh, Dr. Groh from the Family Health Team. Dr. Groh, good evening. Good evening. First of all, I just wanted to say that I think uh, people felt very disappointed that we had to move back into another lockdown. Uh, it was really expected that it would probably happen, uh, that perhaps the public health measures that were in place before would eventually cause there to be an increase in numbers. And with the increase in numbers, we get more hospitalizations and more deaths. We have a very vulnerable population in Elliott Lake. And even though, as Nicole said, we haven't seen a lot of cases, there is still a possibility that we will have cases come into the town and uh, that would potentially cause an outbreak that would be quite devastating for our vulnerable population in our healthcare system. One of the things that's different about this second lockdown is that we are trying to maintain the, uh, the medical services that we all count on. So we are still doing surgeries at the hospital. The specialists are still coming into town. And there's always a concern that if there's a, an outbreak here that we would have to can cancel those services. So it is very important for that reason as well that we keep our numbers down. Um, so it's very important that people follow the public health advice and, and the laws that have been put in place. I also want to remind people that if they have symptoms, they can call the COVID assessment center to get tested. That's 705-461-8882. It's very important that we try to catch cases early, that we don't end up at a point where we have 10 or 20 cases in town and then realize that we have uh, COVID in town. So we want to have people, as soon as they get symptoms that suggest or, or might be due to COVID, that they do call and get tested. I also want to remind people that they can continue to contact the clinic for medical care. As much as possible, medical care is being provided virtually and usually by phone. And the virtual clinic is still in operation for those people who don't have a family physician. And I, again, I also want to remind people that they should still go to the hospital if they are experiencing a medical emergency and seek help in the emergency room. Thank you. Thank you, Dr. Groh. <clears throat> Mayor Dan Marchesella adds his views. And then we hear from the Ontario Provincial Police Commander, Tyler Sturgeon, to discuss COVID compliance, isolation, as well as mental health and addiction. Um, the demographics here in Alley Lake, we know that 50% of the population is vulnerable, our, our uh, um, seniors. <clears throat> so um, it, it would be absolutely devastating to, to see uh, a massive spread in our community. And uh, as you mentioned, everyone was kind of expecting a phase two. It's very unfortunate that uh, through phase one, um, the province didn't stay in lockdown for a few weeks longer. Unfortunately, in times like this, uh, economics seemed to trump the healthcare system. And uh, uh, if we would have dragged it out for a couple more weeks till there were zero cases countrywide, then there wouldn't be a phase two. But again, it goes back a lot on on the the individuals across the country and and how many people um, believe that their human rights are more important than the health and safety of their neighbors and their family members. Um, and so we're back in this position. Um, hopefully we do it right the second time because uh, I'm afraid there might not be a third time. So I'm, I'm gonna carry on uh, to um, 
Detachment Commander Sturgeon. Thank you for being here this evening. Thanks, Mr. Mayor. So um, obviously the OPP's role in COVID-19 is uh, the enforcement of the orders made under the Reopening Ontario Act and the Emergency Management Civil Protection Act. Uh, and doing so, we've been working closely with bylaw and moreover, working closely with Algoma Public Health to promote the educational component and the best practices in addition to the regulations. Um, so in the in the current state of the pandemic, where our operations remain full force, there's been very little change from what you're going to see in policing operations when you call the police or when the police are in the community. Um, administratively speaking, um, access to our detachments is now limited by appointment only, uh, which includes criminal record checks. And we are now only processing criminal record checks for essential needs only. So if you're not sure if your request for a criminal record check um, falls into that essential category, we'd ask that you call the detachment and send it, instead of just attending in person. Uh, and one of our staff will be able to direct you on that. Um, and another point I want to bring up is that reports of non-compliance can be made either to the police or to the bylaw officers. And we we really ask that you don't call 911 unless it's a real emergency because those 911 lines are required for those who require immediate assistance from emergency services. So if you are calling to report non-compliance and it's not an emergency, we ask that you call our one triple eight number, which is uh, 1-888-310-1122. And if you're just calling about questions for clarifications on regulations and what is and what isn't allowable or best practices, we'd encourage you to visit ontario.ca slash COVID-19 instead of tying up police operators. When you don't really need the police, if you're just looking for some guidance, you can spend some time uh, digging around that website. There's a ton of information there. And the answer you're looking for is probably on there somewhere. And then if you can't find that information yourself or you're worried that you're in non-compliance or someone else's, then call the police on a non-emergency line if it's not an emergency. Also, minor crimes and offenses can be reported online. Uh, by visiting www.opp.ca slash reporting and that'll take you through a reporting tool there you don't ever actually have to have face-to-face -face contact with anybody which just reduces your contacts in the community. Um, from an operational perspective uh, in the city of Elliott Lake uh, I guess I have to say thank you because overall we've seen a really good level of compliance and cooperation with the community. Um, we haven't had any major issues with COVID-19 non-compliance and most of the COVID-related calls for service and complaints we've had are really just been resolved with a bit of education, uh, but a misunderstanding about what the regulations were or misinterpretation. So um, I think overall we should be proud of the response we've had in, in terms of compliance with the regulations. Um, but one of the bigger things I want to talk about is uh, the pandemic just doesn't impact our compliance with regulations and people getting charged. It impacts our mental health as well. And we have seen uh, in East Algoma a notable increase in the number of overdoses we're dealing with, which is obviously a symptom of mental health and addiction on a bigger scale. So I do want to take a second to remind everybody that the Good Samaritan Drug Overdose Act does exist. And that act provides you certain levels of legal protection if you call for assistance during an overdose. So just because you may be in possession of a small amount of drugs is not a reason to not call 911 if someone near you is um, experiencing an overdose. You could be saving a life by calling for that help and don't worry about having a small amount of drugs on you, you're not gonna get charged. And if you need more information on that, you can always visit opp.ca also, and there'll be a page there. You can surf around and check out the Good Samaritan Drug Overdose Act permit, um, components there. Um, and also within LA Lake also, we're very fortunate. There's a number of service providers and people who wanna help you. So if you or someone you know or someone you love is suffering from addiction issues and you think they're at risk of an overdose or they need some help, um, I'll let, I'll let Shelly talk about the services that are available, but um, I just want people to be aware that this is a problem and no one's immune from it and being isolated for so long is having an impact on people and it's uh, putting people's lives in danger and hopefully we can uh, curb the number of people who might lose their lives as a result of an overdose in mental health and like I said though I think uh, 
probably Shelly's a better person to talk about the services that are available in the city for people suffering right now. So thanks. <clears throat> Thank you, Commander Sturgeon. Uh... It's sad to hear about overdoses occurring, but I would much rather hear and face the realities in our community and everywhere than hide it in the shadows and pretend it doesn't exist. Awareness is always the best route and can be life-saving. We also hear from the director of the Counseling Center of East Algoma, Shelley Watt Prue. Thank you, Commander Sturgeon. Uh, again, you, you made some uh, important points and uh, it's, it's very nice to hear, refreshing to hear that uh, from the OPP perspective that uh, the majority of the community has been in compliance with the, uh, uh, the regulations set in front of them. So that, that's very good to hear. And uh, uh, I do wanna hear from uh, CCAC's own uh, Shelly Watt Prue about uh, mental health. So good evening, Shelly. Good evening, thank you. Yes, I'm Shelly Watpru with the Counseling Center of East Algoma. And um, further to what Commander Sturgeon was speaking about, we are aware that some folks have found it difficult, obviously. Like Dr. Gross said, the, um, the there was a definite shift I felt last week in the community and even in our own office where, and I can't really describe it except to say that it's a heaviness. There seems to be maybe some disappointment or some frustration around town that we're back in this situation, but I really do feel like the end is in sight, that if we can, um, we are in a better position perhaps than we were last time in terms of the pandemic. And what I mean by that is last March when essentially the province went into lockdown, no one really had a sense of what that meant or how they were going to cope with it, how long it was going to be. And while we still may not know how long we're going to be dealing with it this time, we do have the benefit of hindsight. So everyone has now gone through a pandemic lockdown once. So what I would suggest is that you take a few minutes and reflect on what worked for you during the last lockdown, if anything. And if nothing did, this is a real opportunity to do things differently. So we do have a little bit of context that we can work from this time. Um, like, uh, like Tyler was saying, some folks are drinking more, using more, and it's really, a, there are services available in town. So none of the um, clinical counseling services have closed, although there may be some differences in how you access service. So for instance, you may not be able to access a face-to-face -face session at this time, but your best bet is to call the services and see what is available to you and when. So the counseling center is certainly open and available. Our crisis program remains open and available. The after hours crisis line can be reached at 1-800-721-0077. The Oaks Withdrawal Management Service is open, although there may be some capacity limits there. The Camilla Center, the treatment center for substance abuse remains open although they too have some, you know, there's some different guidelines in place in order to ensure that they're adhering to all of the COVID-19 protocols. Um, the one thing related to um, the Oak Center and the Camilla Center, they're not ex allowing visitors at this time for anyone who's an inpatient and they're also not accepting gifts of food or other kinds of gifts, which makes total sense during this time. Um, I do want to speak to naloxone kits. 
So as Tyler was speaking about, if you do find yourself in the presence of an overdose or you come up to an overdose, uh, naloxone can really change the trajectory of that, uh, of that situation. And naloxone kits are available at all of our pharmacies. Anyone can request them. And the only um, caveat to that is that before you're given your naloxone kit, you spend a short amount of time with the pharmacist who will make sure that you know the proper way to administer the naloxone. So it's, uh, it's not a bad idea if you or someone you love is uh, struggling with an addiction to have a naloxone kit on hand because this, uh, this pandemic has done some wild things to people and folks who, um, whose regular coping strategies have maybe sustained them in other situations, they're really finding that this, uh, this extended period of abnormal is creating some real issues. So I do encourage folks to take the time to learn about naloxone because it really can save a life. And again, if you, uh, if you or someone you know could benefit from therapy, counseling, or even just an opportunity to talk, the, uh, all of the agencies are open. So that's the Counseling Center of East Algoma. The social worker is available at the Family Health Team. The um, East Algoma Mental Health Clinic remains open. And for anyone who's accessing school, there are social workers attached to every school, as well as those students who are learning online. So we really do have quite a bit of um, supports available. We really just need folks to access them. And further to what Nicole was saying, I know it's easy to be an armchair quarterback and say, coulda, woulda, shoulda, that guy shouldn't be here, this girl shouldn't be there. Why are you in Cuba? Which I've asked myself sometimes too. Why are people traveling? Why are we still in this situation? The really best um, way to support folks and encourage compliance is to try not to be judgmental and to try not to um, be critical or condemning of people's actions because on any given day, any of us can find ourselves on the other end of requiring assistance and we wanna make sure that people are supportive when we need it. So those are my three cents. Thank you, Shelley. We are extremely fortunate to have all these services right here in Elliott Lake. No one is alone, and no one should feel alone in Elliott Lake. Fire Chief John Thomas had nothing particularly new to report other than the fire station is closed to the public, but if anyone had any questions or needs, please do not hesitate to contact the station by phone. Elliott Lake City Clerk Natalie Bray updates us on bylaw assisting with education for compliance while also checking social distancing and crowd gatherings. She also provides contact information. To conclude the presentation portion of the meeting, we hear a clip from Mayor Marchesella and his take on human rights, COVID, and community safety. It's it's very interesting. Uh, uh, I've been asked a few times in the mornings, uh, some of the, the, well, most of the places in town, if you're not wearing a mask, you're not allowed to enter. I've uh, had people say, uh, you know, they feel like their rights are being infringed upon because they're not allowed to enter without wearing a mask. And, and realistically, you know, this is a, uh, a provincial order that's been been passed down. So we have 99% of our community 
being uh, cautious, being patient, being kind, following the rules. Um, and, and it's tough, but it's that, that 1% sometimes I feel that it's their God-given right to do what they want when they want, uh, and it, it's unfortunate. So during a time like this, to all, all those people who keep complaining about their human rights, we're, we're in a state of emergency. Uh, the health and well-being of all residents in our community trump your personal human rights. And the tribunal, human rights tribunal, is not going to take your complaints during, during this time. So if you're not willing to wear a mask or you have a reason to not wear a mask and there is a multitude of different types of masks and face shields and protection for you, the Age-Friendly Delivers program might be the best for you. You can have the groceries delivered right to your home where you're safe and keeping others safe. There's also a lot of the stores, including No Frills, are doing a curbside pickup now. You can call in and, and give your grocery order and go and pick them up at the curbside. Again, not having to wear a mask, you're keeping yourself safe and, and everyone else safe. So um, that's a complaint that I don't like hearing because I, I don't have the, the sympathy when you say my human rights are being infringed upon. Um, I have the, the sympathy for uh, a resident that, that passed away because they got COVID-19. That's where my sympathy lays. As Canadians, we're receiving vaccines from both Pfizer and Moderna. And we've been continually told that any plans with the vaccine rollout would be dependent on access and delivery of the vaccines. Well, it didn't take too long for the train to go off the rails and we receive an update from the federal government informing us of a clawback with availability to the Pfizer vaccine shipments into our country. The Premier of Ontario has never been shy to show his full belief that a vaccine is the superhero that will save everything quickly, so one can imagine that he would be less than pleased to hear this news. Ontario Premier Doug Ford shares his anger with the lack of vaccinations available and gives direction to the Prime Minister on how he would handle Pfizer. All the while, he is telling the Prime Minister to stay out of Ontario's long-term care facilities and stick to procuring vaccines. News Talk 1010, please go ahead. Hi there, thank you all for taking my questions. Uh, Premier and General Hillier, with the news that Canada will not be receiving Pfizer vaccines at all next week, how angry and frustrated does this make you? Well, before I pass it to General Hillier, you know, it, it, it makes me very, very angry. And I'm, I, I wanna make something clear. I'm, I'm not angry at the Prime Minister, Deputy Prime Minister. We've been working collaboratively. I, I'm just angry at the situation that other countries are getting at. And nothing is more important than, than getting these vaccines. And if I was in his shoes, I'm sure he is doing it, but I'd be on that phone call every single day. I'd be up that guy's yin-yang so far with a firecracker, he wouldn't know what hit him from Pfizer. I would, would not stop until we get these vaccines. Other countries, small countries, populations of 5 million, we're part of the G7, we're a major player in the world. So this isn't directed, I wanna emphasize this again, it isn't directed per se at the PM or, or at the deputy, because I, I think the world of them, we're working collaboratively together, but man, we gotta be on these guys like a blanket. I'd be outside that guy's house. Every time he moved, I'd be saying, where's our vaccines? 
Other people are getting them. The European Union's getting them. Why not Canada? That's my question to Pfizer. We need your support. We need it. There's, there's, there's a plant, a Pfizer plant, six hours in Kalamazoo, Michigan, with the Americans. My, my American friends, help us out. We need help once again, as we did with the PPE. You have a new president, no more excuses. We need your support, and we look forward to your support. And that's a, a direct message to President Biden. Help out your neighbor. You want us all to get along, you know, hunky-dory, kumbaya? Premier, again, the Prime Minister today called out Ontario for our long-term care situation. What do you have to say about these remarks? Did I hear you? <clears throat> Did I hear that correctly? The Prime Minister called out us on the long-term care? Yes. Well, again, you know, it's easy to point fingers, and I'm not pointing fingers on, on the lack of vaccines. This is about being Team Canada. That's what this is all about. Uh, we're doing everything we can to make sure that we have all long-term care residents and workers get vaccinated. Uh, we wouldn't have this problem. If we had the vaccines, we'd have it in their arms. We've already done, and this is just incredible work from General Hillier to the, the folks in public health to all the great hospitals, the CEOs have uh, gone above and beyond. Uh, in, in, in four weeks, we have, we have 40% of all long-term care homes done. If we had the vaccines, we would have it all done by, by mid-February. So uh, we're doing everything we can. So I'll focus on long-term care. Prime Minister, you focus on getting these vaccines and everything's hunky-dory here. So That is one fired up dude. I mean, Doug. Firecrackers up the yin-yang? Doug comes from Etobicoke. I lived in Etobicoke. Luckily, I didn't know anyone that spoke quite like that. And if you threaten to blow up someone's backside, you better have an army of pals protecting you in the background. I guess we will all have to wait and see how Pfizer feels about Doug Ford's type of negotiation skills. Yeah, we end the week out on Friday, January 22nd, with a message from Prime Minister Justin Trudeau. 25th meeting with the Premiers yesterday, we also talked about border and travel. My message to Canadians remains clear. If no one should be taking a vacation abroad right now, if you've got one planned, cancel it. And don't book a trip for spring break. It's obvious we should avoid trips south and out of the country. But remember, across the country, people are being told to stay home. So if you were thinking of traveling across the country for spring break, now's not the time. We need to hang on and hold tight for the next few months. We must get through to the spring and mass vaccinations in the best shape possible. So unpack the suntan lotion and fire up your own blender for that Mai Tai you were planning on enjoying while basking at the beach. Stay at home applies to everyone. Well, that's a wrap for this one. Episode 12, New Year, New Challenges. Elliot Lake, 
let me say once again, we are doing one heck of a job getting through this war with the invisible enemy. Our tour is not over yet, and the battle does remain uphill, but we have support all around us. We have each other. Stand strong. We got this. Thank you so much for listening. Remain safe and take it easy on yourself.